So like Adria mentioned, last week we started a sermon series called Be Confident, and we're taking a look at characteristics that as followers of Jesus we embody that help us to be confident in the midst of uncertain times or when things are not going the way that we really want them to do. There's a confidence that we have inherent within us because we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And so we're talking about what that looks like, what characteristics come to be, um, and, and give us the faith and hope that we have in what God has done and continues to do in and through us because of Jesus. Our theme first for the series is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 4, and 5. We're going to be in chapter 4 this morning, so if you have your Bible with you, go ahead and turn to that. But our theme verse for this series is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Paul writes, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And of course, he's talking about the hope we have because of the gospel, the good news about Jesus, what he has done for us, that he died, rose again for us to be reconciled back to God. And because of that, we are very bold. We can be bold in our thinking. We can be bold in our speech. And that is who God has called us to be. And so last week, we began with the characteristic of humility. And if you want to be confident, you got to be humble. And so if you missed that one, I encourage you to check it out because that might seem to be a little bit counterintuitive, but it's when we admit our inadequacy before, before God and we recognize that even when we fail, he does not. And so that, that gives us more confidence when we are humble before him. Uh, that, that is a powerful thing for us to embody and to put into practice. Uh, we may fail, but God never does. And so to be confident, we must be humble and recognize that God has things taken care of. So our characteristic that we're going to be talking about today is authenticity. And I, I like this one because authenticity, that, that's being authentic these days is kind of interesting. Um, there's a lot of different ways that people think about authenticity and put that into practice. Authenticity um, can be taken in a couple different directions. For example, there's an, a really attractive side to authenticity in which a person is comfortable in their own skin, they exude confidence, and what you see is what you get. All right, some of us, you can think about people that's like, hey, that's, that's a really attractive thing, people who, who are like that, who are authentic, authentic like that. There's also an ugly side to authenticity in which a person is comfortable in their own skin, and they exude confidence, and what you see is what you get. Now, some of you are slowly picking up that I just repeated myself and said the same thing. And, and some of you know some people, it's like, yeah, there is an ugly side to that too. Because just because somebody is super confident in who they are, they're comfortable in their own skin, and what you see is what you get, is not necessarily what you want sometimes out of some people. Authenticity is a powerful way to build confidence, but it must not be mistaken for a license for everything about who we are to be celebrated. Because there's some things about us that are not that great. And if we're authentic about them all the time, like, look, I mean, there are just some things that I'm just not interested in, right? Like, if you're authentically angry all the time and want to cuss people out all the time, like, I, I don't want you to be authentic around me. <laughs> I don't want you to be authentic around my kids. Like, I'm not really interested in that. Um, it's great when someone is authentic and they are genuinely kind, but not that great when someone is authentic and they're genuinely a jerk for example. You see, you see where I'm going with that? So let's be clear about what we mean when we're talking about authenticity, because a lot of the practical applications these days are really passive and suggest that one should simply allow oneself to be a product of one's environment. 
Uh, There seems to be a lot of confusion over what we have a choice about in life and what we don't have a choice over, and when that happens, we have difficulty functioning in a healthy way. So let me me just say, our our authenticity, our our identity even, was never meant to be built on how we feel. Our feelings can be manipulated and corrupted. They can also be corrected. Uh, let me read a couple of examples of how authenticity is misrepresented. And these are just, these are my favorite because these are self-help statements just pulled from the internet. And, and you can find all kinds of great, uh, great things. Uh, so let me read this one. Authenticity is living your life according to your own needs and values. Because that never gets us in trouble, right? I mean, that, that's never problematic in our lives. Rather than those that society, friends, and family expect from you, living authentically offers several benefits, including respect from others. Uh, it depends on what your needs and values are, right, and what you, what you self-determine they are. Uh, the ability to realize your true potential based on what? And happiness and well-being. Mm, it doesn't really work that way, not in the real world. Sounds good, though, for Internet clicks. Here, here's another one. Here, just one more. Being authentic enables you to be self-aware. I think that's fair to say. I mean, that's, that's a fairly true statement. By tapping into who you really are, you will become more self-aware. Uh, some people aren't. <laughs> uh, they become more of who they are, and they, I don't think they really know uh, how they come across or what they're like. But here's where we really jump off the rails. This self-awareness will help you to discover your true passions as well as understand your strengths and weaknesses. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people that that doesn't quite work out for, all right? Our needs and values, our strengths and weaknesses are really only known when we evaluate them against some hopefully objective baseline of oughtness, who I am versus who I ought to be. And here's what I mean. Here's the textbook definition of authentic, of undisputed origin, genuine, based on facts, accurate or reliable. And here's the really important thing, I think, for us to understand. All of who we are and all of what we want and all of the things that we tend to pursue are self-awareness. We don't originate from within ourselves. There are all kinds of influences that shape who we are. Some of them are neutral, some of them are positive, and there are plenty that are negative as well. Being authentic doesn't necessarily mean that we embody all of those influences in our life. Of course, no one is interested in fake people. However, just because you feel like, like I mentioned before, cussing everyone out every time doesn't mean that you need to be your authentic self. It means that you need to recognize that you authentically have an anger problem and need to deal with that, not just embrace it and embody it. Authenticity develops confidence in our lives when it is based on truth. And that truth is determined to be genuine by a standard in which we place our faith. And so this is, we get back to, everything comes back to an issue of faith in our life. So, so let me read to you, so I read, read to you just the normal definition of authentic. Let me, let me read to you the philosophical definition of authentic. Relating to or denoting an emotionally appropriate, significant, purpose, purp, purposive, and responsible mode of human life. In other words, authenticity is based on something and and something that does not originate from within ourselves. Authenticity includes honesty about who we are along with who we are becoming and along with what is shaping us along the way. 
And authentically becoming who God is shaping and, and calling us to be is what develops the confidence we need, especially in times of uncertainty, especially when things aren't going well. Because when we don't develop our sense of authenticity from how God created us to experience life, an authentic life looks a lot more like a, self, a self-deceptive life. And building that up within ourselves from ourselves will never build a content confidence because our feelings and our wants and our desires, and they change, and they're driven and tossed by our circumstances. And, and none of that is a solid foundation for our lives. But God already knows all of that. He knows what's best, and he leads us into that. And so when it comes to authenticity, we are not called to just be whoever we think we are. We're called to an authentic pursuit of who God has created us to be, and that produces all the confidence that we need. This sets up our text for this morning, which is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. And so here's what Paul says. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, little g, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Authentically following Jesus gives a framework in which we can approach life without the same hang-ups as the rest of the world. And when we present ourselves as something we are not created to be, that, that's when we get stuck within our own darkness and we miss the light that God is shining on us through Jesus. So Paul gives us a godly approach for what it looks like to follow Jesus authentically as we navigate our lives. And so I just want to draw a couple of key points from the text that point this out, that give us a, give us a way to navigate life authentic, authentically as we follow Jesus. The first is this, is that we remain positive in an uncertain and negative world. That is a part of authentically following Jesus in our life. 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says, verse 1, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. And we talked about this ministry last week. We are part of the ministry of grace and mercy, love, justice, righteousness that God sustains in and through us in life. God makes this possible through the work of Christ. And so whatever the world throws at us, however the God of this age draws us into trying to buy into the lies of the world, even the face of difficult and tragic circumstances, we know that those things do not tell the entire story. Listen, it's not too far of a stretch to say that current events are are full of negativity. We could talk about gas prices. I think people are kind of sick about even joking about that. We could talk about housing and what it's like right now. We could talk about the stock market. We could talk about how children continue to be let down by our culture when it comes to abortion and school shootings. And that's not to, I mean, that's some of the big stuff, and that's not even all the big stuff. That's not to mention the everyday difficulties of working to make ends meet, dealing with health issues, dealing with our mental well-being. It could be pretty easy to look around and say, man, there's a, there's a lot to be negative about. 
There's a lot to be concerned about. There's a lot of problems that exist in our world. And yet, because of the ministry that we have through Jesus, Paul says, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart because we continue our involvement in how God is making all things new and all things right. And in the end, that is what he will do. Therefore, we can remain optimistic in the face of negative circumstances. And this is an authentic expression of our confidence in who God is. There have been times in my life where I haven't always believed that. Because I can tend toward being cynical. I, I mean, there are just times when, there are too many times where I've, I've seen things and I said, this is probably how this is going to end, and I've been right. And so, you know, that happens enough times, and you're kind of like, oh, you just, you just kind of assume that the worst is going to happen with people or the circumstances of these, these things. But there have been plenty of times I've been wrong, too. And there have been plenty of people in my life who I recognize are authentically, genuinely positive and optimistic about circumstances in life. And, and man, it makes such an amazing difference. It makes such an amazing difference in how we navigate what we're going through in our, in our world. And this is a part of us authentically following Jesus. So, so it's, not something, it's not something that we have to fake. It's something that we recognize is a part of the hope that we have intrinsically in what God has done through Jesus. Here's the second thing. We maintain our integrity in a world that is constantly ruled by deception. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 2. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. I think for the most part, when people are deceptive, it's, it's not because they're, it's out of ill will or they're trying to do harm, they're being a bad actor. Um, I, I, I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt here. I think many people just caught up, get caught up in the confusion of what is or isn't harmful and, and how maybe chipping away a little bit at our lives by not being completely honest about what's going on, you know, actually over the long term hurts us pretty, pretty deeply. It, it digs a pretty deep hole. You know, you, you've got those little innocent white lies, you know? Somebody asks you, hey, does this dress make me look fat? And, you, and you're like, uh, oh, no, it, it's fine. You, you know, when we really should say, don't blame that on the dress. Um, perhaps, is, is that okay? Should we cut, cut, cut the feed? Um, or, or perhaps, perhaps, perhaps they think it's more loving to adjust God's standards for shifting cultural standards. Um, you know, some of our biggest cultural experience right now are around the ideas of identity and what it means to live an authentic life and experimenting with what God says versus what we want and what we feel. Um, Sometimes, and especially as a pastor, many times it would be so much easier in difficult conversations to just kind of go along with the flow and, and just kind of go along with the, sure, yeah, I'm okay, you're okay, it's all good kind of, kind of approach. But if anything, that type of attitude has created more conflict for us, and not just because norms since the beginning of creation are being questioned and redefined, but because we are not more at peace when we ignore how God created us to function in our relationships with each other and with him. And so the more we go off on our own, the more we, 
I don't know, get caught up in the lies of self and basing all of that within our own thinking and feeling and wants and desires, uh, the, 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 the less at peace we become, the more, the more depressed and anxious we are. And I, I, don't think that's a, um, I don't think that's a coincidence. In other words, um, there are things that we recognize as matters of opinion, and there are things that we recognize as the express teaching and created order of God, that's which God expressly states in his word. And the way that we build our confidence on which is which is by being familiar with and knowing his word and living it out. And, and so th- that's how we live lives of authentic integrity as followers of Jesus. Human nature is normally bent towards compartmentalization and tribalism and demonizing the other. I, I mean, like left to our own, own advices, we're like, you know how we should solve this problem? Let's start a war. Like, let's destroy these other people. Um, and yet Paul says, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And when he says this, this is, this is what he's talking about. When our integrity is built from who God is, we provide an equal opportunity for those around us to draw the connection between who we are and with who God is and who he has called us to be. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, Peter says this, Live such good lives among the pagans that those they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. In, in some way, there's got to be an incontrovertible connection between who we are and who God has called us to be. And we would connect that authentic positivity and integrity. Um, we, we end up with the type of person who isn't, isn't caught up in themselves. So the third thing is this, is that in a self-centered world, we serve others. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5, Paul, Paul says, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. The confidence that we build from authenticity is not meant to simply serve our own interests. Like, it's not, it's not about living our best life now. Um, although it does, that's a byproduct. I mean, it is within our best interest. Just as Jesus was for our benefit, when we know what is genuine and real and true, we live it out for the benefit not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of one another, both within the body of Christ and without. And so this is not just about us, you know, hey, we live a certain way when we're with each other. This is, this is we live the same way as we are with each other. One of my favorite things um, one of my favorite things, uh, when, when somebody's here and they're visiting and they say something, um, they say something, they're like, oh, I, I'm not supposed to say that in church. Um, I, I love that. I love to appeal that. And, and a lot of times, depending on how well I know the person, I'll say, why should you be saying it anywhere if you can't say it here? Like, what, what's, what's the connection there in your mind? Uh, the church is not the building, so it has nothing to do with you being in the space, Right. Um, so, so what is that connection in our mind that we make that say, oh, it, like this is okay to do here, but not over here? Um, that's, that's, not, that's not how that works. I was on the phone with someone just a couple days ago. I just uh, watched somebody blatantly run a red light. It was just right out here at this intersection. 
And I said, man, it just seemed, maybe it's just me being old and curmudgeonly, you know, was, oh, everybody's getting worse, driver, you know, drivers are worse because I'm getting older. Um, and I was talking to him on the phone, he's like, yeah, there's this other intersection that's, that's pretty rough too. And while we were on the phone, somebody ran a red light there too. <laughs> and, and I don't know, I don't know what's going on because uh, it seems to me like it's happening more, but I think people are just, you know, I'm good. Like I can, I can skate through because everybody else will stop for me. Yeah, you know, and, and we don't need a whole lot of examples to kind of point out how self-centered people have become. It's like, oh, somebody texted me while I'm driving. This is, this is definitely world-changing information. So I definitely have to answer this text right now. Like, I, wh- what's going on? You are not, can I say this? You are not that important. I, I mean, <laughs> let, let me, like, you are, you are eternally, like, in, important, but, but not... Like, not in that way where you have to say, like, my whole world and everybody else's has to stop for this one text message. Like, it's, it's going to be okay if you wait till you get your de- to your destination, all right? That's, that's a, that is not what the sermon is about. Um, if you want the light of Jesus Christ to shine in your life, put the needs of others ahead of yourself, and you will shine like a spotlight on a dark night. And, and, and that, is, that is what people need, and that is who we have called to be. Not to shine light on ourselves and our own wants and who we deter- self-determine to be, but who God has called us to be. Boundaries, listen, listen, boundaries are good and healthy, and yes, we can't say yes to everything, but that's not really most people's issue. Um, let, let's be honest, there's one thing that impresses the world more than anything else, anything else that the church can do than who we can be, and that is, that is to be compassionate and serve those who are in need. Unselfishness shines like a beacon. Every time someone is unselfish and loves sacrificially, it provides evidence for something greater than our self-led motivations can produce. And that's what authenticity, these things put together, that's what authenticity looks like for a Christian, the pursuit of a godly life. Listen, we're flawed and imperfect people. We're not going to get everything right. I know I don't always get it right. Um, hey, there were no amens there. That I, yes, it's good. Good, uh, good, good day. Uh, but understanding that and not limiting ourselves by that is what helps us to see God at work within us. And so it is authentic for us to continue to live and try to model our lives after the walk and talk of Christ, even when we don't always get it right. We're not imposters because when God looks at us, he doesn't see it. He doesn't see broken Rob. He doesn't see sinner Rob. He sees Jesus clothed Rob. If we all just stay who we are or who we feel we are, we will miss out on the power of God at work in our lives. And so I, I just want to point out this last verse from this chunk of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. Paul says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And this, is, this produces a real—I don't, I don't know why God chooses to use us. Because we're imperfect, we're, you know, we're, we're jars of clay, we're e- easily broken, um, you know, we're, we're made from dirt that comes from the ground, you know, so, so, the, um, so the, the physical aspect of who we are is, is not what makes us valuable, like that, that's, that's not the thing, there's something deeper with, with, within us. Uh, we contain a treasure because of who God is and what he's done through Jesus, that God wants to share with us for an eternity, and that's, that's, relationship, that's relationship with him. Who we are choosing to be shouldn't be based on what our feelings are or what has happened to us in life. It should be based on what God treasures in who we are. And if there's something, if there's anything that might build confidence in your life, may, may it be that. 
May it be that. When we allow God to shape us, we are at our most authentic, and we can be confident that he is molding us into the best version of who we are meant to be. And that is the most powerful expression of who we can be because it reveals a work power at work much greater in our life than our own. When Paul writes this, when he says we, we are uh, jars of clay that have this treasure within, I, I, I think he probably has Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8 in mind. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And so I, I just want to encourage you this, this week to take Take a moment and, and to identify within yourself who God is shaping you to be and how you, can, how you can exude confidence within that rather than maybe how you feel about your self-worth. Maybe think about how God views your self-worth because it's eternal and it's invaluable. That's why Jesus comes and becomes a living sacrifice for us to be redeemed to him. Whatever that is, take a moment and go beyond just how you feel in the moment and, and, and look at what God authentically says about who you are and who he calls you to be. To be confident, we must be authentic about who we are becoming through Christ. And let me give you just, just a brief little example of what this looks like. We have this video, and this is from several years ago. And it's, uh, Renee took it, and it's of our youngest, uh, Lily. She's at the kitchen table, and it, she's coloring uh, a coloring page. And I, I, I can't remember if it's something that we had given to her, like as a learning thing or, or, or what it was. There were different shapes and, and items on there to be identified, that, that kind of thing. And Renee's taking this video not because, you know, oh, she's coloring a page. How special is that? Uh, but she, as she's doing that, she is uh, singing to herself, talking, singing, and I won't be able to do it justice. I am doing good. I am doing good. And, and she just, as she's going, I am doing good. And she gets up from the, from the, from the table, and she's carrying, you know, she's coming to, to show mom, right? So she's coming down the hallway, and she has no clue that she's being videotaped, all right? She's looking at the page the whole time. She's walking down, down the hall, you know, just kind of bouncing a little bit. I am doing good. And uh, as she gets closer to Renee, she, she goes into the... I am doing so good. You know, and, and that's probably not the right, right uh, melody or anything, but then she, then she looks up and, and, and sees that Renee's there, and she has this big smile on her, on her, on her face, and she turns and, and shows the picture, and sure enough, you know, here's this great, uh, here, here's this great uh, you know, coloring job that she did. She gets all her confidence from her mom. Um, yeah, Renee walks the halls all the time at home. I am doing good, you know. Um, here, here's the thing. You, you think about that little, you know, little small task that, that Lily was given. You know, here, color, color, coloring page. And she approached it with positivity, with integrity. She did it. And, and with this idea of, hey, I get to show somebody else this. Like, I get to show mom what, what I did with this service idea. And she, she exuded this confidence and authenticity in just participating in this thing that she was 
she was given this, this task to do. Like, hey, mom and dad, you know, gave you this thing. It was, well, it's not me. I mean, it's all mom. You know, she gets all the credit. Um, gave you this thing to do, and you, you fulfilled that thing, and you did that thing, and you did it well. Like, you did it authentically. And, and look at how, how this, you know, incredible self-talk, you know, came out of this, this idea, this feeling um, that, that came from. And so, and so where I'm headed with this is if she had just kind of gone about and done her own thing, and, and like did whatever she felt she wanted to do in that moment, that's not where that would have come from. And that would have been a missed opportunity for her if she did not participate in that. And so I want you to think, may, maybe, maybe this week, maybe it's for you to be at home or in the car and, and just kind of think through who God has created you and called you to be, and may, maybe just kind of think through that, the positive, positivity, integrity, and service-mindedness that you approach that. And maybe this week, let me just encourage you, maybe, maybe kind of sing to yourself, I am doing good. I am doing good. Maybe walk through the house. I mean, family, like, who cares who's listening? But, but you know, authentically following Jesus, like, that's the frame of mind. That, that's, the, that's the approach to life that God offers to us by being who he has created us to be and enabled us to be through the work of his Holy Spirit. All of these things become rolled into this authentic pursuit of doing um, and being who God has shaped us to be as he continues to mold us, that he's, he's not done with us. And regardless of what uncertain circumstance or tragedy or whatever thing or even a positive, negative thing that's going on, neutral thing in our lives, um, this gives us the confidence that in a world of darkness, we can shine a light that pierces that darkness and any uncertainty that we come up against along the way. And, and that we can be authentic followers of Jesus that help create authentic followers of Jesus. Because, you know, when we're being who he has called us to be, we're doing pretty good. Let's pray. God, as we um, move into a time of communion and the foundation on which we, we gather today in our worship that we honor and remember um, the sacrifice that you have made so that we could be redeemed to you. God, there, there's, uh, there, there are pieces of our life that are missing. Um, not, not everything about who we are is exactly the way that you want it to be because life isn't perfect and we don't make perfect decisions. And yet you make up for all of that through Jesus. You, you change and correct and enable all of who we need to be through the work of your Holy Spirit, all, the, all of what we desire to be. Sometimes we, we fall into other other lies and other self-deception that, you know, things that we think we need in order to be fulfilled, but we really don't. What we really need is you. And, and you give yourself freely through Jesus. God, we praise you for that, and we honor you for that as we come to this time to memorialize who you are and what you have done. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.